Ah, sweet land of liberty, our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinock. Well, for our listeners who've been paying attention to religious freedom issues over the years, you know that we've had many guests on the show who are attorneys with Alliance Defending Freedom. Uh, And you're also familiar with the name Mike Ferris, who was the longstanding uh, director of Homeschool Legal Defense and has now taken the helm of ADF, of Alliance Defending Freedom. So I was delighted to be able to invite Mike Ferris to be my guest on Freedom's Ring today and and kind of, you know, reflect on uh, his new role at ADF and and maybe some of the opportunities, challenges, goals, you know, what he's looking forward to uh, to accomplishing. So Mike, uh really happy to have you on Freedom's Ring today. Thanks so much. Thank you very much, my brother. I really appreciate Alan all your work you've done and good to be with you. And the same is true here. So, um, you know, as we're recording today, we just got a decision out of the Washington Supreme Court. Maybe that's a good place to start because this is a case and an issue that, that ADF has, has been championing for a long time. Uh, what did Washington Supreme Court decide today? In the case of Baron L. Stutzman, who owns a little flower shop in Richland, Washington, that happens to be about seven, eight miles from my parents' home, uh, it, uh, it has been held to have violated the Washington State anti-discrimination law by refusing to provide the flowers for a same-sex wedding ceremony. Um, all of her constitutional defenses of free speech, freedom of association, and the free exercise of religion were rejected by the court and uh, basically uh, said that um, even though all kinds of activity uh, constitutes uh, free speech, burning flags, dancing in certain circumstances, uh, all kinds of protests, all kinds of symbolic acts. The the creation, uh, the artistic creation of particular flower arrangements and bringing them to weddings and where you have to endorse the wedding uh, by your presence is not protected symbolic speech. And so basically, I interpret it as that the state of Washington contends that uh, if you don't like your message, then that's not free speech. I, you know, I'll leave the court to talk for itself. But from the attorney general's perspective, that pretty much sums up the case. Now, if I remember, because we've covered this case in in previous shows over the years, uh, she has been heavily fined as a result of the total amount of the fines is uh, remains to be litigated. You know, unless we're of course appealing this to the Supreme Court of the United States. But if the court, that court doesn't take the case, then we would be returned to the trial court um, in Kennewick, Washington, uh, and uh, the the exact amount of the fines and so on would be assessed. Now, the big ticket item in all this is the attorney's fees, particularly for the ACLU. Uh, the actual damages sought by uh, the ACLU's clients, the, the, the couple, was $7, which is the fee for, or the mileage cost for driving to another floral shop. Um, and if they didn't sue for something, then they wouldn't have a case, but it was $7. And to collect a, try to collect a $7 fine, the ACLU assigned an 11 attorney team to litigate against Baron L. Sutzman. And they're going to be claiming 
you know, tens of thousands of dollars for sure, probably hundreds of thousands of dollars against her personally. And uh, and so we're going to, you know, go to the Supreme Court and try to win on the merits. But if that doesn't work, we're going to go and back to the trial court and defend against the ACLU's outrageous claims. Wow. Yeah, I, uh, I would guess uh, attorney's fees could run north of half a million dollars in this case uh, easily. It wouldn't be surprising. Easily. You and I know how that... Uh, you know, I do uh, discrimination cases on a contingency, and uh, yeah, even simple cases will run into the hundreds of thousands of dollars. So, moving right along, um, earlier this month, um, there was an executive order dealing with religious freedom. It has not been issued yet. But somehow it was leaked. The left is uh, uh, certainly uh, uh, up in arms, um, uh, very upset with it. Um, but there clearly is need for a bit of a pendulum swing and further protection for religious freedom. Tell me what your view is and what you know about uh, what might be in an executive order that, for all we know, by the time we're aired, uh, will in fact have been issued. Well, we hope it's been air, uh, issued by the time this is aired, um, but uh, there's a bit of uncertainty coming out of the White House on this subject, and um, we are urging people to uh, call the White House comment line at 202-456-1111 and urge the president to right the ship on religious liberty like he promised in his campaign. Uh, and and so the uh, um, that order could uh, do a, a number of important things. It, it, it could not solve cases like the Baronel Stutzman case that we've been talking about because that's brought by the state of Washington. So we could only solve things that are the federal government's taking direct action against religious liberty. And an example of that is a, a current case at ADF, or a, it's a, a demand letter stage right now. The U.S. Department of Agriculture uh, pulled out its inspectors from a family-owned meat processing plant because the owner left a an article on the break room table giving the Christian view on same-sex marriage. And the... Uh, the USDA says that was hate speech and uh, you know inappropriate conduct, and they pulled all their threatened to pull out all their inspectors and uh, having the effect of closing down the meat processing plant because this private owner and his private property in his break room dared to use his freedom of speech to say a message that these meat inspectors didn't like. Uh, well, the president's executive order could fix that now. And it can fix things like the uh, the attempt by the federal government to uh, continue to force uh, Christian organizations, like the Hobby Lobby case, they have not completely relented from the attempts to force Christians to fund abortions through their insurance programs and many other things where uh, basically the Obama administration waged war against religious freedom in the name of many kinds of political correct uh, theories and behaviors. And President Trump simply needs to erase that. It's not that we want a president to make law, well, because that's Congress's job and the state legislature's job, but we want the president to undo all of the hateful things that President Obama and his team did against religious freedom and religious people. And you're saying that there's some concern about whether the um, administration will release an executive order on religious liberty? Well, when it was leaked to the press, there were follow-up articles that indicated that 
the president's uh, son-in-law and daughter had taken a, a, a different tact on it and had been urging him to back off of his support for religious liberty. And so that's basically the um, the, the reported issues that we you know, that we know about, because you know the, the other things that happen are behind closed doors. Sure, we can hear rumors, but we don't know those things. So um, we're, we're just hopeful that the president's going to keep his promise. And you know, there there is some concern uh, about what the what the uh, ultimate position is going to be. But uh, at this point in time, we just think the president needs to be encouraged, and, and there's no need to bash him or question his. You know, steadfastness on his promises, but just simply to urge him to keep his promise. Now, one of the other issues that's kind of related to everything we've been talking about so far has to do with how the pendulum has swung in favor of sexual freedoms as against religious freedom and the need to swing things back to um, a greater respect for religious freedom and the rights of those like Bernal Stutzman. And I gather that there is a movement in, afoot in, in Washington, D.C., under the title Fairness for All, um, trying to find ways to balance religious freedom and gay rights along the lines of what Utah did legislatively a couple of years ago. But reportedly, Alliance Defending Freedom um, is not... Uh, uh, terribly supportive of of these efforts, so I'd be very interested to hear, in terms of you know, how do you think long term uh, we achieve some sort of workable status quo on on you know this very critical issue? Well, a, a lot of times the, the name of a bill is not consistent with what the actual content is. Of course, uh, the Obamacare was the Affordable Health Care Act, and then, you know what, it wasn't. And the fairness for all measure would throw Baron L. Stutzman under the bus. Sure. It would throw Patrick Henry College under the bus. It would throw a whole lot of people under the bus that, uh, you know, the, the people that uh, don't want to make, uh, be the videographers for same-sex weddings. And, and uh, basically anybody other than churches themselves would not be protected. And of course, churches should be protected. But why are we throwing the rights of conscience away for everybody else? And so the, um, th that bill protects only the entity that has the greatest constitutional and associational claims and the best defenses and the people that are in trouble these days. You know, I'm, I'm all for saving churches, but, but, but we think there are better ways to accomplish this. And, uh, you know, for example, if we take a, a cake baker... Uh, for example, I don't have a problem with a law that says if, if you just have off-the-shelf cakes and you, know, you get a whole wall of cakes, somebody wanna, wants to pick up one of your cakes off the wall and walk out the door with it, and, it, and if you don't want to sell it to them because they're, they're gay, then that's problematic. But if you don't want to be coerced to go take that cake and write, Steve and Adam, love forever, and write a message on that cake, that requires you to violate your conscience, that's totally different. And so um, that's the kind of balance that I, I could see happening is where we protect the right of the person to walk in and get an off-shelf cake. That's just plain commerce. But the creation of messages and the coercion of speech should be a high value that we all protect and, and not get carried away with titles, but instead look at the substance of the law. Sure. Well, okay. So, but... I think I do hear you saying that it, it's 
I well, I don't hear you advocating an all or nothing that we protect religious freedom and don't protect gay rights at all. I hear you saying, yes, there there can be protection for both, but the fairness, what's being promoted now as a fairness for all measure, uh, you find having flaws and not going far enough to protect uh, freedom of conscience beyond that of church institutions. Yeah, I, while I, I, I would take the position that um, the laws on, uh, let's use the, cake, the bakeries, for example, it should just be a general all-comers all kind of law. I wouldn't, I wouldn't play a special uh, listing for gay cake purchasers. If somebody comes in and, and you know, they, you don't like their politics, you don't like their religion, you don't like their hair color, you don't like their fingernail file, you don't like the polish, rather, you don't like the fact that they were born in Arkansas, you know, those general principles is one thing, but to when we start singling out uh, sexual orientation for special protections, it, it can lead to consequences in other areas. So you just need to be careful how we word that. Well, uh, you're taking over the helm of, of a very prominent religious liberty organization. We just have a, a few more minutes, a few more seconds here, 30 seconds. Any last thoughts for our listeners, Mike, about where we're going? Well, the reason I, I left HSLDA and Patrick Henry College to come to Alliance Defending Freedom was because I believe that we were at a critical stage of American history for the protection of religious liberty. I'd urge people to be in prayer for that, look at our website, join with us, and let's stand up for our freedom in our country. Well, I couldn't have said it any better, and you said it quickly and within the time allotted. Our guest today, Attorney Mike Ferris, prominent defender of religious freedom, uh, taking over the helm of Alliance Defending Freedom. Uh, Mike, thanks for all of your service to the cause of freedom and uh, for being with us on Freedom's Ring today. Thank you so much. And as we close, we want to remind our listeners here at Freedom's Ring, we don't just talk about religious freedom, we help folks suffering religious discrimination. Check out our legal resources page at churchstate.org. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Reinach. Until next week, let freedom ring. <laughs>